from South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. Dr. Joseph Latipo is a vocal critic of mass mandates in Florida and an advocate of alternative COVID treatments that other physicians call ineffective. At his confirmation hearing, Democratic State Senator Lauren Book asked Latipo whether COVID vaccines are effective. The most commonly used vaccines have been shown to have relatively high effectiveness for the prevention of hospitalization. Yeah, uh, bingo, by the way. That was actually a solid report on that particular note. Hey there. Hey there. Uh, Happy Thursday. What isn't happening? I mean, holy cow. You look overseas. All right. We got the whole Ukraine-Russia thing, the whole China-Taiwan thing. You look closer to home. Oh, that just happened with Breyer. And then the situation with the confirmation process of Florida's Surgeon General, Dr. Joseph Ladipo, you know, there, there's so much to, to wade into there, and I am, as part of my top three takeaways, by the way, coming up real soon, going to get into the politics of Breyer and the Fauci cover-up revealed. Some real great uh, journalism being done by some folks, including Brett Baer at Fox News. So we'll get into that. You hear it widely reported. In news media, local news media, state news media, I came across a couple of national stories. He refused to answer the question about the vaccine. Did he or did you just actually hear an answer? <laughs> I mean, this isn't necessarily complicated. But what you did have was a choreographed event because, yes, you had Lauren Book lead a walkout of the Democrats on that committee. But what wasn't discussed is almost made to, to seem like this was some kind of uh, just a uh, you know direct response to the answer, and, and we're, we're, we just can't take it anymore, and we're gone. Anybody who was an observer to what transpired yesterday will know that one Senator Lauren Book walked up while Dr. Ladipo was testifying, I might add, whispering in the ears of fellow Democrats, no doubt saying, hey, at my direction, we walk up, we walk out, and we leave. So you have your state, your local, and some of the national pinheads and news media that falsely report that Latipo didn't answer the question, and secondarily make it seem like this was an unplanned response to him not answering the question that he answered. It's always there are two sides of stories, one side of facts. We deal with facts around here. And joining us to talk about some facts about our state and the Everglades, Everglades restoration in particular, something we have long been passionate about around here. We are joined by Monroe Commissioner Holly Rothschild, who has, of course, sense of experience in the state legislature as well. Good to have you. How you doing? Good morning. Thanks for having me. And again, I apologize for the background noise. I'm at the airport getting ready to fly back to South Florida. Where are you right now? I'm in Tallahassee, our beautiful state capital, our beautiful chili state capital. Yeah, keeping tabs on the uh, the, the legislators, all right? <laughs> yes, yes. So your your story was very relevant and timely. <laughs> right, yeah, right on cue. 
Now, something that, uh, you know, we're talking about Everglades restoration, a couple things that came up recently. We found out that there will be $1.1 billion federal funds making their way to the Everglades restoration project over the next uh, decade. Uh, that will join $600 million in, in state funds. want to get your overview on the impact of what's been allocated for the Everglades. Sure, and that, that was a, a fantastic announcement. Um, you know, the, the federal government is our partner in Everglades restoration. It's a 50-50 partnership with the state of Florida and the federal government. So hearing that announcement uh, uh, of that, you know, large sum of funding uh, was, was incredible. Um, typically, we've seen the state do a yeoman, yeoman's job at funding Everglades restoration. Our current governor, DeSantis, has been a champion of Everglades restoration since, uh, well, quite frankly, he was on the campaign trail. He made the environment, especially the Everglades, priority, and we've seen that play out during uh, or throughout his administration. No doubt, Holly. Uh, the the commitment has been growing and growing and growing. And one of the things you've been calling on for you know the the past three years is for the federal government to step up. So it is encouraging that we're seeing some of this take place. Now, one thing that I um, you know I've been watching in particular, what actually is happening? You know, for example, we hear so often, hey, you know, we're working on the Southern Reservoir. You know, that's that's happening. Mm-hmm. And then you know the change in the plan with the Army Corps of Engineers and, and discharges. But in reality, you know, the announcements come way before anything actually happens. We know that discharge schedules for LACO aren't going to change until after the dike uh, restoration is completed, which mm-hmm. might be at the end of this year or early next year. So in reality, nothing's changed yet. At the same time, the Southern Reservoir, okay, well, the plans are there, but best I know, nothing really is happening there. And on that note, Brian Mast, who I uh, think has done amazing work staying on top of this stuff over uh, the recent years, yeah, he he threw up a flag on this um, prod, this money in particular, saying it wasn't specifically earmarked for these specific projects that we already have, um, you know, mm-hmm. allocated in Florida. How relevant is is that concern? Could money get diverted away from what's already working? And will we see something like the EAA Southern Reservoir uh, get constructed here soon? And I think that that's absolutely a valid concern of the congressman. Uh, you know, we have a comprehensive Everglades restoration plan. Sir, it is it is the plan that you know hundreds of people uh, entities have signed off on scientists, um, biologists, you name it, uh, agencies, whether they're federal, local, state agencies, have all come to the table and come up with this this comprehensive plan. Um, and there are projects, like you mentioned, the, the reservoirs. There are several reservoirs, actually. Uh, the Lake O discharges, the Herbert Hoover Dyke that you, you just mentioned, uh, that actually President Trump was very instrumental in, in sort of propelling that project forward with funding. Uh, but where we at in the projects is, is you know, a, a, certainly a valid question as well. Um, one, I think, bright spot is the finishing of the raising of Tamiami Trail. Um, that bridging project that will be, uh, it's a critical part of the system in restoring flow, especially to Florida Bay. So I think that's definitely an encouraging sign that that massive project is, is I believe, actually come to completion. I trust but verify that. Um, but yes, um, we like to see shovels in the ground and pipes going in and, and water starting to flow. Um, there is some work going on in the northern uh, part of the Everglades, sort of the headwaters up there. I know there's lots of, of action out there. But going back to your question about the congressman's uh, concern, Congressman Mast, um, you know, 
let's let's see a plan for that one point one billion dollars because quite frankly there's already a plan in place and, and hopefully those funds will go towards completing some more projects. Well said uh, on all the above, and yeah, the uh, Tim Miami Trail raising that he is complete. So I mean, that's something. I mean, we we can point to some tangible changes that have been happening here recently, thankfully, uh, because it is like so mm-hmm. many years in, in motion. I am sure that you are more than happy to make your way back to the Keys from Tallahassee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes. I have been up here in chilly, rainy North Florida for four days, so I'm looking forward to, uh, well, actually, it's going to be chilly chilly down south as well, but any day in the Florida Keys is a a fabulous day. Yeah, no question about it. All right, uh, Monroe Commissioner and former legislator Holly Roshan, good to talk with you. You too. Thank you. All right. And uh, anyway, we'll stay on that. Top three takeaways. Got them coming up next here on the Brian Mudd Show. News Radio 610 WIOD.